I was going to tell the kids, this is just like Christmas at home, except at the end of it, you get no presents, okay? So don't think we're building up to that. But uh, my heart was to make this more than a service, uh, but a family fellowship and a celebration. And I don't know how you guys do Christmas at home, but I, I, I say that we, we have to get to the point where we make it more than just saying that Christmas is about Christ. Then we wake up and Christ is never mentioned. Or we say that it's Jesus' birthday and Santa Claus is mentioned more than Jesus Christ. And I think it's important that we step back and we really say, if this is about Jesus, that, that doesn't mean that we can't give gifts. That doesn't mean that we can't celebrate or, or even have fun on Christmas. But that we kind of bring the focus as to what, what it's all about and the foundation of it. And that's what I wanted to do this morning. And I love my church family. And I, I love what we've been able to do for the last two months, and I'm looking forward to uh, us doing this. And so I, I pulled uh, the kids together, and I got Uncle Greg up here. We got Uncle Greg and uh, Jenny and, and her kids. And uh, no, I'm just kidding. <laughs> only two. Only two of them are. Only two of them are ours. I promise. And uh, I, I want this to be like our our Christmas family uh, Christmas this morning. So I want all of you to take out your Bibles this morning, and I'm going to have you guys follow along just like the rest of us, so you're part of this service as well. We're going to start in Matthew chapter 1 and verse 20, and uh, we're going to get into what the Bible says of Jesus being the gift of Christmas. And, and I'm, I'm not just saying that because we, we uh, have that as a slogan, but I mean, you think about even the tradition of what we have at Christmas time of exchanging gifts came from the foundation. Jesus was the first gift ever given at Christmas. And so we'll look at that this morning. And uh, let, let, me ask, let me ask you guys, what, what is one of the coolest things about Christmas Day, about waking up Christmas morning? What are you, what are you excited about? Ellie? Spending time with your family. Oh, did your dad make you say that? I'm looking for more of a carnal, selfish answer. Presents. There, that's my boy. Presents. That's right. And, and you think about it. it it's, it's one of those things that we, we look forward to what God uh, has for us through the gifts and the blessings and sharing. And I saw a lot of that going on even this morning in our church family. People going around and blessing one another and giving each other gifts. And that comes sacrificially that we give to one another. Let me ask you guys. So you, you get gifts. When your mom and dad buy you something... Why do they buy you something? Because you act cute and get it. Another one of my kids. Thank you, Morgan. From the heart, baby. From the heart. What, what's, what's another reason that your parents do it? I mean, why, why do they go out of their way and search through the stores and all that? Ellie, why, why do they do that? Because they love you. That's awesome, Morgan. That would have been a good answer. Because <laughs> they love you. All right. So there's a verse in the Bible that talks about this. What is a verse in the Bible that talks about God loving us? It's John 3:16. All right. How many of you guys know that verse? All right. Can you? All right. Let's do it this way. Could you guys all say it together? It's not rehearsed, so I have no idea what I'm getting into. For, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son and that whosoever believeth in him shall not 
Wow, good job. That almost sound rehearsed, but I promise it wasn't. But hey, let me say, by the way, that's what you get when you have your kids plugged into Awana and Sunday school and things. So I say thank you to parents and leaders that back these kids up. That So we, the Bible talks about how God gave us his son. God loved us so much. And so you think about Christmas when, when, when we go out of our way, when, when Logan and Morgan, when me and mom go out of our way to give you gifts, we're not just doing it because we have to. We do it because we love you. And you've got to understand, Christmas is the gift of Jesus for us to recognize how much God loves us. And I, I hope we get that. I hope we get to realize that God loves us so much that he gave us. So we're going to read that account. And Brother Greg, if you, Uncle Greg, I'm sorry, Uncle Greg, if you can read Matthew chapter 1, verse 20 through 23, and in uh, church family, you follow along in your Bible as we do this. But while he thought on these things, behold, the angel of the Lord appeared unto him in a dream, saying, Joseph, thou son of David, fear not to take unto thee Mary thy wife, for that which is conceived in her is of the Holy Ghost. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. Now all this was done, that it might be fulfilled which was spoken of the Lord by the prophet, saying, Behold, a virgin shall be with child, and shall bring forth a son, and they shall call his name Emmanuel, which being interpreted is God with us. It's awesome. You know... We started off the service this morning, and uh, our choir got up and sang the song, Emmanuel. But that, that Emmanuel means God with us. And it, it goes all the way back to the garden when God said that he's going to come and dwell among us and, and, and walk with us in the garden. What happened is sin came into the world and separated that. And, and the promise of the gift of Jesus was he was going to restore that. He was going to be God with us again. Now you think about it, all those years through Moses and all that, Jesus appeared, or God appeared to them through a pillar of fire. God appeared, you know, in the burning bush and things like that. But this time, God said, I'm, I'm not just going to be with you, but think about being Mary. Have you, have you ever thought about Mary on Christmas of what she was going to anticipate? The fulfillment of the promise of Jesus Christ coming in there. And, and honestly, how many of you would think, now we hear this story so much, we don't even stop to think about the reality of that. They were never expecting Jesus, the Son of God, to come to be born in a manger, in a stable, wrapped in grave clothes, in a feeding trough. None of that made sense to them. And all of this represented his purpose. But that night, the purpose of Jesus was fulfilled, even the symbolism that he was the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And that that day he was born among the lambs that was in, in that stable, uh, uh, being that gift or that sacrifice to redeem us back. So all of this is a Christmas reminder that God loves us so much. So, all right, guys, so when we have Christmas, and it's great, and you guys are going to get gifts, right? More than likely, a good chance of that, unless you're on the naughty list. Are any of you on the naughty list? Because I think there's some of My kids, once again... We're going to stage kid actors next year, and they're going to be perfect little angels, and I'm going to, never mind, well, we need to talk afterwards. I think on our Christmas, we're going to do a whole lot more of this. But Jesus, 
was coming through Mary. And, and you imagine Joseph. I mean, all right, guys. How, how many of you have ever... How, how many parents do we have? Let me just put it like that. How many parents do we have? Okay. How many of you dads remember when you were going through that stage and you found out that your wife and you're sitting in the doctor's office and they say the words, hey, no, she can't have this, she can't have that, she can't, you know what I'm saying, all those different things of caffeine and medicines and all this. Can you imagine being Joseph and knowing that your wife was going to give birth to Jesus? How paranoid and all this, just, I mean, I wouldn't want to be the dad that messed that one up, you know, uh, uh, of having that responsibility. But he was, a lot of times I think we build the stories up too much. Guys, Mary was just a woman and Joseph was just a man. Now, I mean, chosen by God, anointed by God, used by God, but don't ever put them on a level higher than yourself. And you say, well, she was chosen by God to carry out Jesus. Let me tell you, you're chosen by God to carry out Jesus. Don't, don't, don't put yourself beyond that and say that just because Mary's put on a Christmas card with a halo above her head, I promise you, Joseph never thought of Mary with a halo over her head. I was blessed like that, but I mean, <laughs> you know what? This is a lot harder with you up here. It's like, do you notice I made some distance <laughs> before I got into that? So here we got Mary that is going to be delivering Emmanuel, God with us, to, to, to be the gift of Jesus to, to, to that night when Jesus was born, Mary and Joseph held Jesus in their arms. Mary and Joseph kissed the face of Jesus that morning. How amazing. You say, that, that, I can't even comprehend that. Well, let me tell you, the relationship that God desires to have with us at Christmas, that gift of Jesus, is that same thing. He desires for us to intimately, personally hold him, love him, and know him in that way. That's why God was born to be with us. Now, I'm not going to have you guys stand or anything like that, but I, I think this would be a great spot for us to sing Away in a Manger. Do you guys know that song? All right, you guys are mic, so you need to sing out a little louder, okay? All right, let's do that. Everybody join in this morning as we sing.
job. All right. So we went through talking about the gift of Jesus and how we exchange gifts and how we do it because we love each other. And God gave us his son because he loved us so much. And so let that be a reminder. But Christmas is also about something else. Jesus, Jesus came to be a gift, but Jesus also came to be worshipped. Now, there's people that came to visit Jesus. Who came to visit Jesus? Two separate groups of people. Christian? Shepherds. Shepherds. And magi. And magi. What were the magi? Wise men, absolutely. And they came seeking. And they, how, did, how did they get to where Jesus was at? They followed a star. That's absolutely right, buddy. Good job. All right, so we're going to get into the story now. So let's turn from Matthew, and we're going to go into Luke chapter 2. And this is kind of the traditional story. Uh, a lot of times for us as Christmas, we, we will go through Luke chapter 2. I think it's through like chapter or verse 20. And we'll divide that uh, among all of us and the kids and everything. And we'll go through and read that. So I'm going to ask Miss Jenny if you will read, or, or I don't know what you call you. I just call Jenny. I'm going to ask Jenny to sing Luke, cha- uh, read, not sing. Uh, she's going to rap Luke 2, 8 through 14. <laughs> Did I mess you up? <laughs> okay. shepherds abiding in the fields, keeping watch over their flock by night. And lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were sore afraid. And the angel said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. And this shall be a sign unto you, you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill toward men. You know, and this is really, really cool for a number of reasons. It's, it's not just the fact that he came, but when he came, he chose certain people that he was going to make the announcement to, which Christian already said that he came and made the announcement to a bunch of shepherds, and then, and then later to the wise men, but it took them longer to get there because they were following the star and they had a long way to go but you know what I think is so neat about this is these guys were a bunch of nobodies they weren't popular they, they didn't have positions I mean you, you guys have to understand shepherds were of one of the lowest class of people that they that there was I mean they, they were not looked upon you know and I, I can understand the magi and that makes sense to me that they would ask these kings or the, these men of position and authority and possessions to come and worship Jesus. But why shepherds? All right, guys, you tell me. If there was a bunch of people that weren't rich, that weren't popular or anything like that, why would, why would Jesus want them to know? What do you think, Morgan? Never mind, okay. Well, why do you think God chose shepherds, guys that were all by themselves that weren't rich or anything, to tell them the news? You guys can just yell it out. What do you think? Baby Jesus wants sheep. Good thought. Ellie, what do you think? You didn't say, I thought you had your hand. See, the thing is, what Jesus was trying to do is the message was that Jesus is for everybody. There, there wasn't anybody that God overlooked. And on that day, I can imagine these guys probably thought, 
you know, no, nobody, nobody would come out of their way to tell us. And maybe that should be a message that we get Christmas. Yesterday was a really cool day for us as a church. We had the, the homeless outreach right in our fellowship hall. And they had rooms set up with clothes. They had rooms set up with food. And we brought them in. And you say, why would you do that Christmas? Because I'm telling you, God cares just as much about the homeless as he does the people living in a thousand, you know, uh, houses and apartments and everything else. God came for everyone. And the message was to everyone. God, God is no respecter of persons. But he did that, most importantly, so you guys get, he did it because he loved them. He wanted them to know how much he loved them. You imagine Gabriel, I don't know how it was, but standing there and God coming up and saying, all right, when we make the big announcement, I, I want you guys to deliver the news first to some special guys. All right, God, who is it? Those shepherds, and they're sitting back going, out of all the guys, why them? Because God's saying, because I love them just as much as I love anybody else. You know, I, I wonder if it was just because their heart was so in tune with God. Maybe they were even praying and seeking, saying, God, I know we're out in the middle of nowhere, but show us something special. Do something great. And those, day, those guys on that day got the most incredible firework. I, I don't know what it looked like. I, I know with our pageant, we try to overdo that, try to make it like. But when the Bible says, and Jenny was just reading, and it says, and lo, the angel of the Lord came upon them, and the glory of the Lord shone round about them, and they were so afraid. What does the glory of the Lord look like? I mean, you think about it. Let your imagination just go wild. What does that look like for the glory of God to shine all around them, for them to be sitting in the presence of the announcement of the birth of a promise that was given all that time ago, and they were there to get that. You know anything that's cool, too? Jesus came to be the Lamb of God to take away the sins of the world. And those men out there raised sheep for that purpose. You think about how every aspect of the story had something to do with his purpose. Born to die, he was wrapped in swaddling clothes. What were swaddling clothes? They were grave clothes. Laying in a manger among other sheep that were, that were being possibly put to death or sacrificed. And then shepherds were given the announcement on that day. But I love how cool this was. In, in verse 9, the angel of the Lord came upon them and the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And they were so afraid because they didn't know what to expect. They didn't have city lights. They didn't have house lights and all that. And then the Bible says, and the, the glory of the Lord shone round about them. And the angel said unto them, fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be to all people. You know why we went out of our way to do the Christmas play this year? Because People need to know the good news that applies to everyone. It, it should not be, uh, you know, and uh, really it's known as, as Christmas. Christmas is that holiday. Christmas is that holiday for Christians. It needs to be, the message needs to be put out that Christmas is the message to the whole world. Amen. All right, let, 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 let me read one of the coolest verses in here. Morgan, can you read Luke chapter 2, verse 11? Can you read that one for me, sweetie? Good job. The angel presented them, and out of the announcement, and just so you get, out of all the names they could have given Jesus, they made the announcement, which is Jesus, and they put it this way, for unto you is born this day a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. The angels presented the Son of God as a Savior. This shall be a sign, and you shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger, because not only was he presented as a Savior, 
but he presented them as an invitation and said, hey, the Savior is born, and here's the thing. He wants you to go be with him. Don't you guys think that's just the coolest thing? Of the invitation that God desires and God pulls him in to, to be with him, here's, this is the whole point that I'm trying to get across. God desires our worship. And this, this Christmas, and I, I'm telling you, we, we can be distracted with a lot of things, but I pray that we put our attention, and that's, that's what worship is. Worship is just us putting our attention. This morning, we praise God, we sang, we're going to do that again in just a minute, but we want to give God the worship that he deserves because our God is worthy. Church, can you say amen right there? Amen. Our God is worthy of our praise. So let's, let's not just get caught up with everything. Let's praise God for who he is and the fact that he deserves us. And suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of heavenly hosts praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest, and on earth peace, goodwill to men. Saw to be our example. And he went out of her way to tell them. And the Bible says that these guys went running out after that and told everybody that they could find about Jesus. I wonder if that's true about us. I, I can't imagine how neat it would have been to, to walk into that room for the first time and to lay eyes, to be invited to lay eyes on the Son of God. I don't know if they held Jesus. I don't know if they kissed his cheek. I don't know what they did, but I can tell you this. They had a personal invitation to worship Jesus. All right, later on, I, I know that we get into the wise men. And uh, Troy, do you, do you have your Bible? Can you read for us, Troy, Matthew chapter 2 and verse 1? You got that one, buddy? You notice the last part? They made all that ways to come and worship Jesus. Verse 9 says, And when they had heard the king, they departed, and, and lo, the star which they saw in the east went before them, till it came and stood over where the young child was. When they saw the star, they were rejoiced and was exceeding great joy. You see, there was joy that came from their worship. There was joy from coming to seek the face of God, to be with God. And I promise you, if there's one thing that the world is seeking after, it's fame, fortune, presence, the best deal, everything else, but they're not seeking after Jesus. These men found joy from seeking after Jesus. The Bible says they were filled with joy. They explained it. I know there's a lot of depression and things, but I tell you, it should be a different story for us as Christians. Should it matter if, if you had the biggest budget to spend on presents, if you got everything you asked for on your wish list, we should be joyful in just the fact that we were given salvation through Jesus Christ. And they came in and they bowed down and they worshiped Jesus. And what did they give him? What do you guys remember? What, they gave him three things, the Bible says. Gavin, what do you remember? Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. Gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And do you guys know that the myrrh represented, it was something that they would do to, to put on the anointing of bodies when they would die? Even in that very thing right there, was symbolizing that Jesus was born and died. I'll tell you what, we're going to sing another song, but before we do, Gavin, would you be willing to lead us in prayer? And we just let's just thank Jesus for, for what he has done for us. Can you do that? Go ahead, buddy.
job, buddy. Greg, can we sing another song? Let's sing, uh, there's one about wise men. <laughs> we three kings, that's it. This brings us to the main thing. We have the gift of Jesus. We have the worship of Jesus. But I, I, this is the best part. All of this was for a purpose. It's the, it's the sacrifice or the salvation of Jesus. So, I mean, I, I know we don't often have this. We don't, we don't have a nativity set that has a cross next to it. I, I, it almost would be more appropriate if we did. But I, I want you guys to look at... Luke chapter 2, verse 11 again, and, and, and circle this, 
underline it. I know I mentioned it again, but I want to tie it into Matthew. It says, for unto you, I love that, for unto you is directed right at the shepherds. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Jesus was introduced to them as a Savior for a reason. And you think about it, who needs a Savior? Any, anybody that's in trouble, and I tell you, they knew they were in trouble because of their sin. They sacrificed. They, they, they had all that for all those years of knowing that they were under the law and under sin. But on this day, the, the, something was going to change. They had a promise given to them. Now I'm going to take you back to Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And Christian, can you read that verse for us? Matthew chapter 1, verse 21. And she shall bring forth a son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall... Save his people from their sins. That's it. This is, this is Christmas. You, you, want a, you want a Christmas card verse to, to, to write to everyone that you send out and try to get the word out? She shall bring forth the Son, and thou shalt call his name Jesus, for he shall save his people from their sins. And that is the Christmas story. This is why he came. This is why we needed a Savior. This is This is everything. And, and they, on this day, brought this out to them because they wanted them to, to understand every aspect of the Christmas story. Now, let me kind of bring you back, pointing how everything pointed to the cross. The fact that there was no room for them and they ended up in the stable, I, I believe, was pointing to the cross of how he was born, wrapped in swaddling clothes and wrapped in those grave clothes. Even in, in the Old Testament, when it predicted in Isaiah 53, 7, he is brought as a lamb to the slaughter and as a sheep before his shears is dumb, so he opened not his mouth. Every bit of it was like he's going to be the lamb of God, the sacrifice of our sins. The wise men brought him gifts, and one of those gifts was myrrh within that. He was born to die for our sins. After this, the, the, they were done and the shepherds went out, the Bible says, and when they had seen it, they made known abroad the saying which was told them concerning the child. And that's where we come in. It's not just a matter of soaking it up and loving it and embracing it. It's a matter of us getting out and giving the story away as well. And on this Christmas, I, I pray that our goal is to celebrate Jesus Christ, to praise him, to exalt him, to lift him up. And, and I know that we have plans, and I'm not trying to tell anybody to change your plans, and not everybody should walk around humming Christmas carols and holding their Bibles, but I do believe and if we go through this Christmas, and none of this is mentioned, that we miss Christmas. If I believe that our kids get up and the word Santa Claus is mentioned, but Jesus is never mentioned, then we've missed Christmas. I know some people are going to be, man, that's harsh. I'm saying that as, as your pastor because I love us as a church. And I believe that if we can get through this and the focus is on everything else, Satan's after his, with all of his heart to distract us. He, he would love it if you were more consumed on Christmas Day with how the turkey or the ham's going to turn out, or if you have the right centerpiece and all those other things, he would love your distract, to distract you with all those things as opposed to for us to sit down and say, hey, let's remember what this is truly, truly about. We have been given the most incredible, priceless gift known to man, which is salvation through Jesus Christ. And we celebrate the love of God. He, he went all the way from heaven to earth to dwell among men, to show us how much he loves us. And I, I just, I, I, I think of this generation right here. And I know, guys, that we'll wake up and Christmas is going to be awesome and you guys are going to have your gifts and you're going to be excited and all that. 
But man, may we, maybe we recognize the gift of Jesus, we worship Jesus, and we remember the sacrifice or the salvation that we have through Jesus Christ.